Hello there. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. Okay, that's us now. <laughs> so, oh, yes, uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you on the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, introductions all round. Sherry is a full-time seller. She's based in uh, Colorado, does a lot of work behind the scenes uh, for our friends at eBay, including uh, making uh, videos uh, for the nice folks at uh, the Managed Payments Group. And they roll that video every time there's bad news to be delivered. We get a picture of Sherry <laughs> lifting her shipping up the stairs and the little doggy running around and all that sort of stuff just to kind of take your mind off the impending fee increase. Personally, I hold her personally accountable for any fee increase that comes through there for. Oh, no, it's all my dog, Tinkerbell. <laughs> Philip lives in Florida, preferring the swamps to the beaches where he can live comfortably with more cars than fit in his driveway and True. an impressive collection of laundry paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. His security team consists of alligators and a pride of peacocks. It turns out he and Martha Stewart do have something in common. <laughs> did you hear about her peacocks? I, I didn't. I'm obviously not connected enough to know this. Do you want to tell the story? Is it going to drag out the show too long? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, because I don't remember what happened other than it involved two of her six peacocks. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll leave that hanging. I like to leave things hanging. And uh, we'll move on. And by the way, if you want to find out more about us, not that the, that was not enough, uh, there's some stuff about us at our website. That's sell, sell, sell dot online. Sell, sell, sell dot online. And uh, let's press ahead here and tell you what's coming up on this week's show. We'll provide an update on eBay Open in September and have a behind the scenes update. Ooh, ooh very good. And our um, show money grabber. Sherry has found a potential new source of free cash. <laughs> we'll talk about that as well. eBay tightens the rules in some focus categories. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've branched out. I had a go at buying something on Macari. We'll um, see if I'll be going back to them. And some advice on off eBay shipping options. Very good. So that's the Selling on eBay radio show here to make your eBay selling uh, more profitable and, well, hopefully more fun at least anyway. eBay news this week. Well, eBay is very busy trying to get us all to sign up for eBay Open. That is taking place 21st to 23rd of September. It's free to sign up. You can get your tickets at ebayopen.com. And... Um, uh, it's worth signing up for one good reason, and that's because Sherry's doing a, a seller presentation this year. Congratulations for being uh, picked for that. Now, uh, this is a, a class project that we're following along at home. And um, how have you been getting on with uh, your presentation? Are you able to tell us what's going on? Well, it's not too much has happened since last week. I had that first deadline to get the PowerPoint submitted mm -hmm. by um, July 13th. And then I just saw on August 3rd, it popped up that that was the deadline or August 4th to have my final changes made, but I'd never received it back from them yet. You haven't, <laughs> and that's you haven't still got the, the case. sanitized version back yet. This is the uh, that's right. what you're actually going to say as opposed to what you thought you were going to say. 
That's right. But I'm, I know they're going to make me legit. It's going to be so professional. But you really can't take, you know, uh, the wild side out. It'll come out anyway. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else that you can tell us about uh, what's what's in the seller presentations or the, the I think we know the titles and maybe who's doing them, right? Yeah. I mean, do you want me to talk about what everyone's doing? Or? Give me some idea of kind of how they've approached it this year, because I think last year they kind of threw it open to the seller community for people to volunteer and do presentations. And I think a lot of us that do things like meetup groups and stuff wrote in with our ideas. But this year they've been a bit more targeted, right? Um, yeah, and they've had, uh, well, I don't know how they chose people, but it does seem to be kind of centered around social media. Um, so that we've got the Posh Kings, and I, their topic eludes me right now, um, and Hustlebee. Hustlebee is uh, very much on social media, mm -hmm. and that's what he's going to be talking about. And then we've got Sarah, who is talking about using eBay tools mm -hmm. um, and reports. Uh, but she's so interesting that she will make that seemingly dry topic fun i'm sure um and then i i think i'm forgetting a couple but uh overall i would say the um common denominator is uh, people who are pretty active on social media i was gonna say it sounds like it's the uh, the youtube set seems to be in the ascendant this year so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see how that uh, how that comes across. Hopefully you've, uh, you'll be able to join your favorite YouTubers on uh, eBay Open. Subject of eBay Open, um, the seller watch parties, these are things that are being organized by the sellers themselves to take place on the Friday afternoon. That's the 23rd of September. And Sherry, the, your folks in your neighborhood are organizing one as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so Dave and Lori Bilyeu, who run the, e the Denver eBay meetup, I uh, just announced this week that they're going to host a watch party on September 23rd from 1130 to 3:30 in um, Parker, Colorado, which is their complex. They're mm -hmm. going to have it in their clubhouse. Um, Non-alcoholic beverages and barbecue is being provided, but people can bring their own drinks too. Excellent. All right. Well, I'd be there, but it's a slightly long commute for me, so maybe I'll have to pass on that one. Yeah. And that's kind of how things are unfolding with this. eBay, I think as Brian Burke was on vacation at the time, I think is was a little bit uh, late in terms of suggesting to people that eBay would support some of these events. So a lot of the people that run the meetup groups are scrambling around now trying to book rooms and stuff for these events. So I think we're going to see more of these little parties uh, popping up over the next week or two. Um, they should all be posted to the Seller Events website that eBay runs. So that's sellerevents.ebay.com if you want to see this one taking place in, in your area. So that's a new one that's been added this week for Colorado. And I think they'll be filling up because the... The first initial three um, were completely booked pretty quickly. Oh. I, I think given the lack of, you know, really any face-to-face -face events this year um, of any scale, I think there'll be a lot of interest. Yeah, I think you get, you know, 20 or 50 people at some of these events quite easily. Yeah. So that should be fun. Be nice to go to that. Are you going to the Colorado one? Well, no, because I've got to stay and host. Oh, you've got to be, be online and do presentation. Your, uh, you know, <laughs> I've got I've got you to can do, sit that, in the corner and do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I trust that. 
It's uh, it's kind of crazy because you sit there and you've got, I don't know, maybe a thousand people watching you do your thing on the screen and they're all typing comments madly in the chat that comes whistling past at a huge rate of knots and you're trying to type furiously to keep up with all these comments that keep disappearing up off the screen. So it's... Uh, oh, that's exciting. Kind of, kind of fun. It's kind of this sense of uh, people out there at least. Yeah. All right, so that's eBay Open. We'll keep you in touch with how that uh, progresses. Lots more announcements coming up in the weeks to come as eBay goes through the hype process for the event. Now, moving on with eBay news here, uh, Shari, you told me the other day that you've discovered another source of a potential 10,000 American dollars for free. Yes, I mean, when I get these notifications that say there's another, there's a $10,000 grant, I I'm just can't help but apply for it okay so uh this is from venmo and they that's the trendy in the paypal right that's the paypal for kids that's right and finally i had enough people say do you take venmo you know when i'm selling in person like on facebook marketplace and i say no paypal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um or cash uh, anyway, I, can ask, I, can I finally time did it. Time. And I, am I correct in saying that if you take Venmo, you're basically giving people your phone number or can you disguise no, you, your identity? You have a handle. So you have oh, okay. a... Okay, all right. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Instagram um, as explained by an old person here. Okay. Because uh, us recluses but, don't like giving out our phone numbers. <laughs> so no. That turns me off straight away. Anyone who says you have to do something through the phone number, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I no. interrupted you. Carry no, on. No, no. You, you don't have to give your phone number. Um, I'm still confused as to how, you know, I just sold these uh, this shelving and I did it with Venmo and he scanned it off my phone. Mm. Um, so I just do things and I halfway know what I'm doing. At which actually leads right into this. So I, the criteria that was obvious that they stated is that you have to have a business account on Venmo. So, of okay. course, I opened a business profile on Venmo. So now I have a personal and business uh, profile on there. You have to be at least 18 years old, have a business um, with all of your um, paperwork in order, register so you need with the, the EIN or do you need to be an LLC yeah. or all that sort of stuff? Yeah, with an EIN. Okay, um, well, that's, anyone can get one of those, so that's good. Yeah, so I, on Sunday, I, the deadline for this, by the way, is the 11th, so in two days, and on Sunday I did the application. Now, it's not too hard for me because I've saved my answers for these grants so I just have <laughs> to production factory operation. That's right. the previous one. It's my new job. So um, just uh, just for the class, what sort of questions do do they ask, and uh, so we have some sense of how difficult it is to complete this thing. This was a short application. Um, they did ask how many employees you have, uh -huh. um, your annual revenue, um, but things that you answered is how did you get started? Mm -hmm. What can Venmo do to help you? Oh, what would you like? What help would you like? Um, I'm not saying it exactly right, but this is the idea. And then another one was, um, what would you do with the grant money? Mm -hmm. um, and what are your goals? And then the new one that I haven't seen on another application <laughs> is who is a role model or a mentor in the black latino 
community, you know, who is a woman. <laughs> I don't think or, my chances are going to be very strong for that one somehow. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't feel think that's so. in, my, in my wheelhouse, that particular grant. <laughs> well, after completing this, and, you know, you and I uh, uh, talked about this would be, you know, we should let people know. And you said, are you going to let us know what the terms are? So I did my due diligence after doing the application. Okay. And read the terms in more detail. No, we're talking about the Venmo one here. This, yeah, this. we're still okay. on Venmo. Okay, good, okay. It turns out you can't make more than $50,000 this past oh, okay. year. All right. So I'm already disqualified. <laughs> I filled it out, and now that... I read the terms in detail for our show. I, I you have to make less than fifty thousand a year. So, for all of you, you know that's a good thing to know before you take the time to do this. All right. So less than fifty thousand—that's profit or revenue? Great question. Uh, it says sales, so I feel oh, revenue, like it's okay. revenue. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's even smaller then. Okay. I know. And it sounds to me like it's one of those sort of business case type applications. What do you want to use the money for and convince us it's going to be used usefully for something that benefits you or society or whatever the criteria are, yeah. rather than some other basis? Yes. And another thing that was interesting and what I would recommend in uh, applying for grants is look at who the um, team is who's going, going to be reviewing the applications. And I, of course, didn't do that until afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but there is someone from LinkedIn, um, from PayPal, Venmo's parent company. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, as you're thinking about how you want to answer the, the questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that's one. And uh, well, keep an eye open because I think because um, you're now you're now tuned into these things. You've got your systems, your <laughs> antenna are all set up to feed you in sources of free money. So we'll we'll appoint you chief uh, chief gold digger and uh, look forward to any future advice of things that can get us some free cash. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. All right, moving on. eBay news this week. Uh, another thing came out that I think you pointed out to me, Sherry, and this is to do with some changes to the small print, if you like, on some of these focus categories. They seem to be tightening things up to, I don't know, either stop poor buyer behavior or poor seller behavior. I mean, what's, what's, what's been changed? Um, well, you can't retract bids for trading cards anymore. Too much uh, shenanigans going on there. So people would what? They would they would bid, and then the market price of the card would drop, and then they go, oh, "I don't want that anymore. That's I'm going to bid on something else." And it kind of yeah. Would the, and the person who was doing the next one down the stack who thought, "Well, I've lost that. I'm not going to be winning that one. I'll spend my money somewhere else." Now the high bidder, and suddenly finds himself with a contract to buy something that's worth less than their bid or something, and it gets ugly. Something that, like that that's right and i think that's the reason and along with that they trading cards only have a three-day return window for the okay. same reason mm -hmm. um there was uh too much abuse there with the market fluctuations so you actually could put in the listing your bid is a contract yes <laughs> that favorite terminology that we all like reading oh yeah <laughs> yeah and and the fact uh, and, you know uh, non-paying like bidders will be reported to ebay and appropriate feedback left 
<laughs> People still but, have that in their templates. They haven't re yeah. rewritten or even revised them in six years or whatever it is. Or they're oh, just well. going to go and try to retract their bid and find out that they can't. Mm. Okay, so that's trading cards. What else? What else changed? You can't cancel sneaker sales through the Authenticity Guarantee Program uh, with the reason of buyer asked to cancel. So that option is no longer available to the seller uh, for those sneaker hmm. sales. That seems odd. I mean, presumably if the buyer <laughs> did ask, what are you going to do about it? I suppose you have to call eBay and do it through customer service. But so I'm sure buyers, I'm, buyers must want to cancel things sometimes. That I'm happens, guessing... Right? I'm guessing that um, too many people are using that reason when it wasn't necessarily the buyer asking to cancel. Um, and I, anyway, I'm guessing that's mm. just a total guess um, that they're trying to weed that out because if a buyer does want to cancel it, they'll just have to initiate it themselves. Okay. All right. So that's, um, that's some changes uh, over in eBay land. Um, in a moment, let's talk about a, uh, a different um, platform. I had a go at buying something on Mercari, and I'll uh, share my experiences, not that they were that good, in, in just a minute. Okay, so Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sell.com sell sell dot online that's www sell 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 dot online thank you for being part of the show so i thought i'd uh, broaden my portfolio of marketplaces and have a go at seeing what mercari is all about never bought anything on mercari before so I decided to buy, it was a portable rechargeable nightlight. I don't know whether that's their specialist area or not, but that's that's what I wanted. Because when you travel around with someone, in my experience, the most annoying thing a travel companion can do in the middle of the night is turn the lights full on because they need to find the bathroom. <laughs> and if you travel around and you're traveling between different time zones, at least my body clock gets reset back to morning time when that light goes on. And if it's two in the morning, I'm going to be up unable to sleep the rest of the night. Anyway, long story, irrelevant, yeah. but I, I needed a, a battery rechargeable nightlight and they had to have, and I went through Google and it said, there's one on Mercari. Fantastic. So I order it, it's $5 and presumably first class mail postage, another $5, 10 bucks. Okay, I'm up for that. Send in my order. Thinking, okay, well, let's see how this thing works out. I haven't tried Mercari before. And I mean, some days go by, I don't see anything. I get the email saying, thank you for your order. We'll be um, hearing back from the seller shortly. Stand by for your tracking number. <clears throat> and more days go by, I, I hear nothing. Then I start to get emails from Mercari saying, oh, do you want to cancel? The buyers, the seller's obviously not doing, hasn't sent you the, the item yet. Why don't you cancel? And I'm thinking oh, to myself, my you know, to be honest, I'd rather you, you hassle the seller rather than me as a buyer. It, that's between you and them. I don't know why it's my responsibility to start cleaning up after a, a seller who's not decided to, not to sell something. You sort it out. So I, I let that run a bit. I think, well, that's interesting. Let's see how this, this develops. More days go by. I think I get another request to, just to check I didn't want to cancel it again. And I don't. I want to, <laughs> actually want the item. That's why I purchased it. <clears throat> and... So after, after a bit, I think, well, this is going nowhere. I message the seller, because I think you can do that through the system. And I say, would you mind sharing the tracking number with me? Because, you know, that's helpful. 
And of course, then he just cancels it. I don't get any apology, any explanation. Just I oh get a message gosh. saying your order's been cancelled. So that's not good. And I'm thinking, well, let's see how the feedback system works on Macari because, you know, to be honest, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not a happy camper at this point. You know, if you want to cancel it, just tell me right up front rather than drag it out. But probably best part of a week at this point. And at least say you're sorry or something. I mean, we all make mistakes. I mean, you know, you and I have cancelled Sherry things lots of times. I know we've talked about it. And at least we say sorry and try and find some other way of solving the, the customer's issue. But anyway, so... I'm thinking, okay, how does this feedback thing work? Well, it seems that with Macari, if the order is cancelled by the seller, you don't get feedback right. You, you, nothing you can do. You only get feedback if they actually fulfil the order. So this seems like a whole gaping black hole oh in the system. Um, and it just puts a note in the feedback with no um, negative score or anything. It just says this, this order was cancelled by the seller. So, yes, you can see if they cancel stuff, but it doesn't affect their rating. So, presumably, anyone who's, you know, lost an item or delayed something or the dog ate it or whatever it is, just waits for the thing to time out and get cancelled and therefore doesn't get a ding on the oh feedback. gosh. So, that seems strange to me. And to be honest, I thought, well, this is probably the last time I'm going to bother with this thing because, you know. And I kind of then feel that my anger moves from frustration with... The seller, who I think deserves some, you know, some negative uh, vibe at least, towards the platform and say, well, "Why are you blocking me from telling other people about this? This is this is compounding the issue. If you let me just settle it with the seller and vent my, you know, frustrations, and I might buy something else. But now I'm sort of beginning to tar the whole platform with this this brush of, of negativity." Anyway, so I, I can't leave the negative feedback. I send them a note saying, I want to cancel my account. How do I go about that? Because I spend about 10 minutes going around their site trying to figure out <laughs> how do I close my account, and there's no way of doing it. No. I write to them. Eventually, they come back and say, well, what you have to do is download the app, set the app up for your account, and then there's the cancel. The account is only addressable through the Mercury app. Oh, there is no way to do it gosh. on the website. So I didn't bother doing any of that. So anyway, uh, this is not the Macari selling show, but I think in some respects I have some sympathies with the way eBay handles things. You know, one of the reasons they say that they took away the ability of sellers to leave negative feedback for buyers was that oftentimes a new buyer would maybe be a bit confused about the system or ask stupid questions or whatever. And, and the sellers that have sold thousands and thousands of items would leave some sarcastic comment you know, in the in the in the in the feedback section, and that buyer would never ever come back again, much like myself in this particular scenario. So they've tried to sort of close that down. And as you know, eBay obviously, you if someone jerks you around and provides a bad service, you have the ability to leave feedback if you if you've paid them. So I I, I kind of felt that, you know, people, us as eBay sellers, we we complain a lot that the platform is skewed towards the buyer. My experience with Macari as a buyer was I thought the platform was overly skewed towards the seller and it turned me off from making any further purchases. Yeah, it does highlight, it really does show what eBay is doing well. Mm -hmm. And and eBay does, uh, I just want to chime in, Please. you know, like with Facebook Marketplace, which I only use for things that are not worth the shipping. For example, mm -hmm. you know, I have a six foot, 50 foot long chicken wire 
you know, <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace, you know, so it's obviously not worth the shipping, but it'll sell for like 90 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is always showing, now it defaults to shipping and local pickup. So I always have to make sure I change that to local pickup only. Anyway, the thing I hate about Facebook's shipping, and if you know something that I don't know, please let me know, but mm-hmm. they decide it for you. You don't even put in the weight and package size. And the reason I'm not going to do shipping with Facebook is I have no idea if they're going to charge the buyer $5 for shipping or what. Um, wow. So I'm sure there's something I'm missing here, or is it that simplistic? I don't know. But local pickup only because it's not like eBay where you put in your dimensions, your package size, mm-hmm. and you choose the carrier. But it seems popular. I mean, people do – maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just local pickup only, but people do seem to be – who want, want something simple and local and cheap – do seem to be heading down that way. I mean, I'm sure at the lower end, eBay is losing share. Yeah, you just have that. to avoid the scammers because there's mm-hmm. seems like there's more scammers than actual buyers, and they have this new um, thing they're doing where they say, oh, I'm going to send you a code on your text and just let me know the code because I want to make sure you're real or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, what they're doing is trying to log into your Facebook account it's sending you a code to verify okay. that it's you. So don't right. give that out. Anyway, I, I, was, I, I thought where the, the, that might be going is one of these sort of SIM card theft things where you try and take over the person's telephone number and to prove that you're the owner of that telephone number, it sends you a text message. And when you give the, the code number back, that person can then take over your phone number, for example, and now wow. they've got all your incoming texts, which means they can rechange all your, re- reset all your passwords for all your accounts and your email and stuff. And wow, that would be a, uh, something I would be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, it might be that. I don't know what it is that they're doing. I know that it's one of these, because, um, you know, anytime you're trying to say you forgot your password or you're just a second level of authentication when you sign into any of your accounts um so but mm. that one is like is rampant on facebook right now okay all right so um we want to kind of try and keep things sort of fairly ebay ish but if you've had experiences uh, with good or bad somewhere else and how you think that's maybe something that ebay could do better or ebay does do better it's an interesting discussion you could uh, get in touch with us uh, the phone number 833 ebay 723 that's 833 ebay 723 you could send us a text or leave us a voicemail and uh, we'd love to hear from you thanks very much in advance for that also sherry you told me you've um, been trying to perfect your um, search for items that really only have a visual idea of what you're looking for right right so um i've used google image search mm. in the past have you used it yeah, not really. I've used I, sometimes I use TinEye, which is the uh, means of finding an exact use of the exact same image. So it's uh, it look it kind of looks oh. for the same image somewhere else because I sometimes think, well, that looks like an image that someone's taken off another site. You oh. put it into TinEye, and it'll tell you all the other sites that are using that same image. Um, okay, and, and sometimes that's, that's useful because I can see it helps me find where people are stealing my images from. Um, <laughs> 
But then there's uh, the Google thing. I think that's more a likeness kind of thing because it always says, your yeah. pictures of a girl. Here's some pictures of girls. Very helpful. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, here's 20,000 people that like images, you know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like it used to be much more of a likeness. So it was worthless to me because mm. I was actually trying to find out what something was. Um, lately, though, it's been very effective. So Google, I think, is perfecting this. Um, so I was researching a Sarid, um table. And when I researched... For the that, uh, when, un uninitiated, what, what the heck is that? I don't know. I mean, it just <laughs> okay, had that right. name on it. I just feel um, we it, say stuff a, and we should some the poor. poor. <laughs> the poor person yes. on the line like me has no idea what we're talking about. Well, I can tell you... It's a brand. So oh, Serene oh, okay. Limited all right, okay. all right. is a brand. And um, so I searched on eBay and there were 700 results with about three sold. So it was like a 5% sell-through rate. But hmm. none of them looked like the table that I was considering selling, you know, for somebody else. So I tried Google image search because I also Googled Sarid limited table and got, you know, maybe a hundred results. Uh, none of them looked anything like it. Mm -hmm. So then I did the image search on Google and it found the exact table. Um, and it took me to a website called invaluable and showed that it had sold. Oh shoot. I didn't put who, what, whose auction it was, but, um, it sold on auction December, 2020 and invaluable did require me to create an account, but it no charge though. Not so like is this kind of point. like a, a worth point kind of similar kind of deal with specializing in furniture or what, what is that site? Um, I don't know if they just specialize in furniture. I know they have auctions because I did okay. see some sculptures on there as well. Uh -huh. Um, but I do, it did seem like worth point, which is why I thought it was going to charge me, hmm. but there was no charge to create an account. And, um, then it showed me that it had sold for $325 and it also gave me all the words to describe it. It's a gilt wood mm -hmm. platter tray table. Um, so now I have the right words, and um, that was exciting. So let's just just recap how this works. I've I, I'm looking for something. I've got an item I want to sell. Let's say it's a table. I've got a photograph of that table. Right. And how do I feed it to Google to figure out more about that table? Is there an upload so, feature, or how does that work? You know what? I know that they have it on the computer on a desktop, but I've been doing it with my phone. So I'll just talk about that. Yeah, sure. Although I know I've seen it, uh, you know, and it probably works the same way. So on the phone, I just go to Google search and then there's a picture of a camera. I picture, I click the camera. Hmm. It either lets you focus your lens on what you want to do the search on or choose a photo. So if you've already taken the photo, choose the photo. You can center the um, frame that they show you around what you want it to search. Um, sometimes it's worthless. Like uh, it's, you know, some words in Chinese and mm -hmm. it shows me 
other words in Chinese, you know. Yeah. Um, what I really want to know is those exact words and what they mean. But um, in this case, uh, it found the exact table. And then also this week, I have some glassware that is just vintage glass, you know, probably from the 50s, uh, you know, uh, wine goblets and such. And it has a very, it has an etched design on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking how these are not marked. How am I going to find the brand and the pattern? So I thought I'll try Google image search, but there's no way this is going to work. And I did it. And this I invested a little more time in mm-hmm. because some of them were similar glasses with a different pattern, but I actually found the exact pattern or I, I found the brand, which is Cambridge and um, the pattern, oh gosh, it was like rose something. So I listed a piece on eBay and a really nice buyer who I really appreciate. Oh, the pattern I had found was Rose Point. Um, and she said, oh, that's Diane. So anyway, I got there. That's very <laughs> impressive. I th- thank and it's you. actually where I think the the use of a phone or a tablet is probably way ahead of actually using a real camera because that's the kind of thing that would be so much easier just to be able to use the an app or a browser on the phone rather than have to muck around taking a camera and loading the picture in and stuff. Yes, and, and by the way... That's actually where mobile has the, has the edge, I think. That's right. And when I say thank you, I don't mean that you think I'm impressive. I think this Google image search is really mm. getting exciting. The thing that I've always wished is when it's showing me things that are so wrong, can I just please put a word to narrow it down? And there Mm -hmm. isn't that functionality. Um, I don't know why, unless you know about something that I don't know. Let's put that out because I I would imagine there must be a way of of, uh, applying some filters, narrowing down that search because that's that's very much a Google way of operation. You can, you know, you can... so often tighten things down a bit, specify a certain domain or certain characters or certain words and stuff. So let's leave that one out there. Again, if you've got any thoughts, get in touch. We've got a website that gives us our emails and all that sort of stuff. It's sellsellsell.online. So if you've got any um, pro tips for uh, Google's image search, it sounds like it's getting to the point where it actually is really quite useful. Yeah, if you've used it in the past, you should revisit it. Just going off on a slight tangent on the subject of Google Images, I did notice something this week, which is a first. And you may, if you listen to eBay and you are composing all your images, you'll know that eBay says you should not be using things like overlays, promotional overlays on your images, like USA seller or free shipping or 25% off or whatever else. And because the reason that they do that is because it kicks you out of the Google um, search system. And to be honest, I don't think Google's been policing that very much like uh, up until now. I mean, I mean, maybe blatant cases they might, but I've had a lot of stuff that's a little bit on the edge there, and it, I've never had something kicked out from eBay. But I have my own Google account because I advertise the stuff uh, in my web store through Google, and it's the same photos I use for eBay. And as of this morning, I had three images that were dinged because Google said there's a promotional overlay on them. 
And I've been using these images for a while. So it looks to me like they've upped the heat a little bit and um, engaged the detection system or fine-tuned it a bit so it now detects these things. Now, curiously, the same images have not come up on the listing quality report under the Google Rejected Images tab, but maybe that will happen in the future. But I'm just monitoring this because it's a change and it's been chugging along fine for a number of years. These images have not caused any problems. Now I get three on the same day where it says, okay, we don't like these. Your image, your listings are not going to appear in Google search. So I just wonder whether someone's changed something somewhere and upgraded something and kicked in a, a finer filter than they were using before. So anyway, that's my, uh, like my thoughts on Google Images. Excuse me. All right, then. Um, so that's uh, our uh, thoughts on, on uh, searching through Google. I was going to get your advice on something, Sherry, and this is more from a buying perspective, but uh, maybe you can help me looking at it from your point of view as a seller. Uh, and this is something, something I run into quite a lot. Now, my eBay business is I buy low, I sell high. I'm an arbitrageur. I buy as much as I sell, pretty much, and it sort of keeps the lights burning, so I'm happy. <laughs> And one of the things I, I do sometimes is if I see a seller who's, well, I wouldn't say overcharging for shipping, but is being very inefficient in the way they're using the shipping system, before I send payment, after the auction ends, I'll drop them a note. And in the case of something I bought, this was, let's say, I, if I was packing it, it would be £7, 22 by 12 by 4 if you're a mental shipping calculator type person. And the fellow has this listed as FedEx Smart Post Shipping. Well, that immediately sets an alarm bell off in my head. It's too big and it's too heavy. It's If it's small, less than three pounds, maybe. Uh, certain distance combinations, whatever. But that's way outside the parameters for effective use of Smart Post. It's going to be cheaper to use UPS or FedEx Ground or even Parcel Select. So instantly I know there's, there's, there's some money on the table that maybe I can I can get back. Uh, and I do I do this a lot. I mean, some people get offended, but you know this is how I pay my pay my bills and keep the lights on and pay for my retirement or whatever. So don't take it personal. It's it's just me doing my job. Uh, so I drop the seller a note and say, hey, I, I see you using um, FedEx Smart Post, which is coming in at thirty two dollars calculated. Would you mind awfully if we sent this via UPS or FedEx Ground because it will come in quite a lot less than that because it's you know that's not the sweet spot for that particular type of service. And some days go by, a couple of days, he hasn't come back to me. I chase him up and he says, okay, well, give me your address. Well, it's in the system, buddy. But anyway, I send it anyway. <laughs> um, and he kind of agrees, okay, I'll I'll reprice it based upon the address. Okay, well, that's fair enough. It'd be nice to be a bit more quicker about it, but whatever. So, And then he comes back and he says, okay, now it's it was $32 with FedEx Smart Post. I get the reissued invoice. It's now $35 FedEx Ground. Oh, my gosh. So, so he's hiked it up $3. Um, in response to my request that we be more efficient. And I said, oh, Jesus. So I go back and say, well, that wasn't really the most helpful thing you could have done, you know, in all honesty. You know, I was asking for you to be more efficient. Can we, At least let's go back to 32 and forget I even asked the question. Yeah. Now he's adamant he's not going to come off the 35. Oh, my gosh. You know, well, I, I'm going to, I, I found FedEx ground is the way, the way, the way I want to send it, and that's, my, that's, that's it. And I don't think the guy gets it. And and this really ticks me off because 
it's only three dollars on what 160 or something purchase i don't know um but it's the principle, the principle as always that gets gets you annoyed isn't it yeah um and you can't say under ebay policy you know buddy you are just driving yourself towards bad feedback like so fast here do you really want to do this and for the sake of three dollars would you at least because you can't say that because that's against policy to start threatening people it's seen as you know right. abusing the system so I write back uh, and I, I pay it because my four days is up and a lot of these people have these have the four day automatic UPI running yeah. and that then marks my account with a UPI which means that I start then losing my snipes. I have to call customer service. I have to get that corrected. You know, it's it just is a bunch of hurt <clears throat> to get everything put back the way it should be. And not really my fault because if you're delaying responding to M2M messages or requests for totals and stuff, I don't see why I should be punished because all the delay was on your side. But that's another that's a whole different radio show, right? right. Um Anyway, so I, 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 I pay it because for the sake of $3, I, I, it's a transaction I can still make money on. It's not going to totally negate my margin, but I think I just sent a note, uh, a reply back saying paid under extreme in Block Capital's protest and figured that he, that's my warning that I'm unhappy about the situation. If he hadn't got the message already for all the other messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's So I don't know. I mean... He's got 100% positive feedback, and as a seller, I, I, you know, I think he's done some stupid things here. But I, I don't, do I do I break his his record and and be the one naysayer on the on the feedback for the sake of three dollars, or do I leave a positive and ding him on the shipping charge and the communications, perhaps? Or I don't know. I mean, oh. this this really annoyed me. Yeah, that is really irritating that he didn't. If I were to change someone's shipping and for some reason it was quoting more, I'd say, oh, shoot, it's showing more this way. So I'll give you both options. You pick the one you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, I you mean, can handle it. Yeah, sure. I'd be, it was kind of, you, can, you can use Method X, but I'm going to be, have to charge you more. In which case, I'll yeah. say, okay, well, let's stick with the original. Because I've already bid on that. I mean, I'm obviously going to pay it anyway. Yeah, so the fact that he wouldn't give you the original option that you had when you bought it. Mm-hmm is wrong so it's one um, of those situations where I, I do i just move on one of the problems is that when you leave someone negative feedback i have to assume they're going to put me on their block block yeah. buyers list because that's exactly yeah. what i would do and i would recommend that you would do that as well yeah if you're in that same position anyone that leaves negative feedback is not my target market so am i going to want to buy something from this guy again actually i don't think so i've seen him selling and he's not in my wheelhouse um so oh, i don't know okay. Well, if you don't want to buy from him again, you might want to go for it. But I have to admit, at the very least, leave him a low stars on shipping. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if I've... Well, I don't buy that much, though. I don't buy and resell. I was going to say, I, I don't know if I've left negative feedback ever. But then again, I don't really buy. I used to quite a lot when I was a, a wilder less mature individual i think i think having spent more years selling i realized that it's so complicated yeah uh, and unless unless i think the intention is with with malice i i, I very very rarely leave negative feedback I, I i have been known to leave poor dsrs that's for, particularly if they start hassling with pay, with payment that really really drives down the communication <laughs> dsr very fast but you know breaking someone's 
perfect record. I mean, I don't like doing that. If they've got a whole ton of negatives already, then I kind of feel that's not, not so much of an issue. But, you know, I don't know. I feel he deserves it, but usually by the time the thing arrives, I, I'm more focused on just trying to turn it around and make my profit that I tend to let it slide. But there we are. I'll, I'll think yeah. about it. I'll let you know where we uh, <laughs> where I go with that one. But you will forgive me if I do if I if I do ding in with a negative. You think I may be justified? I think you're justified. I think that was really out of line that he wouldn't also give you the original option. That was right. out of line. Yeah. Well, let's 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 part, let's 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 leave that one open. If anyone's got any uh, good feedback stories, either giving or receiving, that would illuminate how we should go about this. What what are the what's the etiquette? Uh, what's where, where's the line? in terms of being justified in leaving negative feedback and when would it be perhaps just appropriate to send someone a note and maybe help counsel them to improve rather than ruin their day? I, I don't know. It's a very grey area. And it kind of depends on the mood and whether you slept well the night before. And <laughs> I, I certainly, as you can as you can tell, I, I think about it. I don't just fire off negatives and just, you know, it is something that as a seller, I appreciate that's something that doesn't go down well. And... I like to think that if I do, then it's it's thought through on my part. Anyway, what do you think? You can get in touch. Do so through the website. That's sell, sell, sell dot online. Sell, sell, sell dot online is our website. And uh, also just things we're kind of working on here, trying to make ourselves better sellers. And that, after all, is the, the nature of the program. Um, I, I think I finally persuaded Sherry to go explore pirate ship. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of, I think, a good sort of standby thing to have in your arsenal of, of ways of getting things to people, either because it's a bit cheaper or because the eBay system isn't working that day or they offer some facility that eBay doesn't. And so you've been poking around the, the system. Have you learned anything or discovered anything of uh, great significance? Yes. Oh. Uh, so, And it it's also goes along with this strange price increase I've seen with the post office so uh yesterday was monday so i had about 40 items to ship mm. and for a pants going to pennsylvania from colorado in a polymeriler weighing one pound and five ounces and mm -hmm. the dimensions were 10 by six by four on ebay it was 11.25 and i'm used to seeing something more around nine dollars nine something so okay. I was shocked by that. So I thought, oh, now that I'm on pirate ship, you know, mm -hmm. I'll uh, see what they have. And on pirate ship, it was 11.62. So it was 37 cents more. Wait, did I add that up right? Uh, yes, I did. Now, one of the things about pirate ship compared to eBay is they have a, a tariff schedule for poly mailers, padded bags, padded mailers, and, and the, the, just the, the non-padded type. Uh-huh. Uh, was that the tariff that you were using, or were you pricing it sort of as a regular priority mail, I guess, at that weight? Oh, well, I'm not experienced enough, and I'm glad we're having this little oh. chat, to know that I needed to change it. Well, that's your homework for this week, then. <laughs> just, okay, just, good. Just check the, I suspect that you tend to find at the lower end, the one, two-pound range, most of these systems tend to come in about the same same level and to be honest they're pretty hard to compete with the usps flat rate 
envelopes anyway. I think as weight, dimensions, distance begin to move up the scale a bit, sometimes these different services begin to show their separation a bit more. But usually, you know, around that sort of level, it's it's a few few cents one way or the other. And at the end of the day, it's a case of picking the one that frankly is the easiest workflow workflow and has the greatest integration into eBay because that three minutes that it takes you to muck around typing, you know, cutting and pasting that address and getting it into the system is is money down the drain far more than the 20 cents you save by picking the cheapest system. So, um, yeah, because just, just, just to recap then, Pirate Ship, the things that I think Pirate Ship does that you can't easily get anywhere else is uh, the cubic rates. I don't think eBay does that. And, or if you can get it somewhere else, they charge 20, 30 bucks a month to get access to that tariff, whereas you can get that as part of the base subscription for Pirate Ship. They have, like I say, a rate that applies to soft envelopes, um, probably for a pair of trousers, not going to make much difference, but if it was a larger item, that might... It's kind of a twist on the dimensional pricing. Things so like my guess is it's heavy, heavier items in an envelope might do better with that system. Okay. And let's say you want to, you are looking to use something like eBay Send International, which is when it goes to somewhere in the US, gets put on a plane, arrives at the far country, gets off the plane, gets put in the post system there, and avoids the USPS International system by bypassing it. Uh, I think uh, Pirate Ship gives you an equivalent service to that. An eBay system sometimes doesn't work properly. You know, when you go to the print label, it says system is down, you know, try later. I think the Send International, Standard International, sorry, does seem to have that problem from time to time. Uh, Pirate Ship has an arrangement with Ascendia, which is one of the providers that eBay uses on the back end of uh, Standard International that allows you to effectively do the same thing directly on your own Steam. Um, and again, that's difficult to try and put together uh, any other way. So they've got a few things that... That's why I say it's nice to have in your arsenal. It, the integration with eBay is not the greatest. It will pull the data off eBay, but as you said last week, Sherry, you can't edit it. So if the person's put a, a typo yeah. in their address or filled it full of stuff that's going to confuse the poor old postman on the other end, you have to manually recreate the whole thing from scratch rather than edit the label, which is, I don't know why they make it that way. That was um, disappointing. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's worth, it's and as I say, if it's a systems failure, you can get something out on time. That's the other plus point, I guess. Yeah, that's what got not, me on there It's not running through eBay week. servers. So, um, any other sort of rate-based stuff did you discover so far? Are you still still working on that one? One more thing, um, just about eBay's rates, is then um, my, another item I was shipping, one pound, five ounces of Polly Miller, going to Illinois from Colorado was only eight eighty-five, but going to Pennsylvania, that's eleven twenty-five. Hmm. So I thought that was such a large difference, and it must be the most recent changes that the post office has implemented, because I've never noticed that before at all. So it's a distance-based price differential? Yeah, with a difference of $2.40. Maybe it's they figured out cubic was the way to go and you crossed too many zones. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. And that's the problem is that it's very complicated. It's hard enough just to use eBay system and go through all the options eBay gives you to yeah. figure out because they won't rank it uh, in, in ascending order. Right. Which you have would to be sort of really nice. enable all the options, but you then have to scroll down through a couple of screens to see what the best price is. And I yeah. think that might be a limitation of their contract with USPS. One of the things that USPS, certainly a while back, made as a condition of being on their negotiated tariff structure was that you were not going to actively promote cherry picking of, of certain routes or types oh. or something. And that might be a limitation that to enable them to use USPS in that flow, they, they they can't do that. I don't know. I thought EUPS would probably be the winner of most of that situation, but there we are. Yeah. Um, who knows? But yes. And then each you've got that with eBay, and then Pirate Ship has its own ranking system, and sometimes that's there. And then uh, I use uh, ShipRush, which has its own deal with some people, and it will rank stuff. Um, so you really need a ranker of the rankers, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. It's getting complicated I mean, out there. I I make a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. I mean, there's a lot of profit to be made per item by going through it. So I, I definitely comb through it each time. The uh, pirate ship is same as eBay. Actually, is, is getting some really good rates from UPS. And I think the issue is that UPS has dropped the residential surcharge, and I think that's huge. Um, at least as far as uh, yes. accessing their labels through eBay and and pirate ship. So that's not three or four dollars. To your advantage, just straight out the shoot. UPS lately, like I noticed it last week, is competitive with the post office for items mm -hmm, that are two and three mm -hmm, pounds. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen that before. And if you're selling something, I mean, you can get that through eBay, but obviously sometimes we don't have transactions that are eBay based. Maybe someone's doing a deal direct or you're doing a web store deal or something. And uh, Pirate Ship does do a good job of getting you those UPS rates. And they're, and they're pretty much in line with eBay's rates, and they're very good. All right, well, that's enough uh, supplier recommendations for us for the moment. Quick look at uh, what's coming up uh, in the next uh, week or two. Obviously, the uh, eBay Open ticket's still on sale, ebayopen.com, if you fancy going. The princely sum of admission is zero American dollars. So why not sign up? Also, Sherry, you're going to the Reseller Remix in October. Yes, sir. I'm going. We will I'm see all you set. there. So that's uh, in October, Reseller Remix. Google that. And uh, I think they still have tickets on sale. At least they did as of Sunday. And uh, what else we got here? Oh, and uh, if you get this in time, uh, the 10th of August, there's a Q&A on the eBay uh, community pages, something about uh, using therapy. Might be worth a look at, too. So that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Do stay in touch throughout the week. We're at www.sellsellsell.online. So for me, Philip, have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time.